this is Dee Dee Verney from Overkill, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor of the Phantasm Podcast. I've had a lot of guests on over the years. Uh, this is probably going to be my favorite. Uh, Dee Dee Verney, uh, Overkill, one of my favorite bands on the fucking planet. The best thrash band on the planet. Uh, the only thrash band that I gave two shits about growing up. I love this band. Uh, they have an amazing new album coming out with Nuclear Blast, and we're going to be talking about it all today. Dee Dee, thank you so much for doing this, man. I'm a huge fan. Oh, you bet. No problem. And uh, so when did you guys start? Uh, the writing process for this new album. Oh, got a, a while ago. It doesn't even feel like a new record to me. Okay. Uh, these, you know, the songs were done, uh, at least my part of things. You know, I, I do the music, Blitz does the lyrics. And uh, I probably finished these up maybe, God, three years ago, maybe. Oh, wow. We were out, on, just before COVID, we were out on the road and I had most of the record written. And I said, okay, when I get back from this tour, I think I had eight done. I said, I'll just button up the last two, I'll get them over to you, and we'll get going, because we thought, whatever that, whenever that was, we thought that fall or so we would be in the studio. Um, so I got back and finished them up, and you know, COVID came and shut down the world, and then we just kind of kept moving and saying, oh, we'll do it this time, we'll do it this time, we'll do it this time, so. And that just kept getting moved, getting moved, and, uh, so it's a long time. These songs are... I was actually just going through some stuff the other day, kind of almost starting to kind of mop, uh, map out another record because this one, you know, for 35 years... I mean, this is our 20th record, so for 35 years, we've been on like a two-year cycle, and that's kind of how my brain works. So even though it's been this long in between the songs, I'm on to kind of the next thing already, so... Uh, Whatever, I'll keep at it, and in the meantime, this one will be new for everybody else, and uh, we'll get out there and have some fun playing it. So, uh, the the title, where did y'all come up with Scorched? That was a title Blitz had for something. We, we, were, we were banging around a bunch of different titles. We It kind of works different with titles. Sometimes we have a title, and we do the cover after we have a title. Uh, I think, like, on the grinding wheel we had the title first so we were able to do the art off of the title that we liked and then last year on last record Wings of War we didn't have a title but we had this cover that we were working on that we kind of liked and then we kind of wove the title and it looks like this it looks like that um, this one we had a lot of the visuals for the album cover kind of done and then uh, when Blitz started sending us you know we always look for uh maybe album titles from song titles or something in the lyrics, something like that. And Scorch just kind of 
made sense with the cover. It felt kind of cool with all the material. Uh, just kind of made sense. As far as for you writing now, um, so many great albums. Uh, Horoscope, I think, is my favorite from the classic catalog. I love that. I, the first time I heard that fucking bass line, I was just like, Jesus Christ, for, for the song Horoscope. <laughs> and then the video right. and everything. And But for you, for is it... Is it challenging now with such a great, vast catalog for you to come up with, like, you know, stuff which you think is appealing? Because as a fan, I've always felt like you guys delivered. Like, I never have to worry about buying an Overkill album, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me. It, you guys always deliver. So um, is it challenging going in and writing new stuff? Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's somewhat challenging, but it's, it's also... it's. Uh, it's just a lot of fun um, because it's, you know, we've kind of developed a style. There's an overkill sound. There's an overkill style of song. Really, even more like an energy. Like, I could, you know, I'm going through riff tapes deciding which ones I really want to pull and kind of develop and whatever it is. And at this point, you know, I could hear 50 riffs in a row that are all really, really fucking good. But I can go through them very quickly and go, that's an overkill one that's an overkill one, that's an overkill one, because they have a certain energy and vibe that I just connect with quickly, that I can say, that's us, that's us. So you grab a bunch of those, but then you don't want to get just, you don't want to repeat yourself. You know, it's, it's hard after a lot of records not to. Um, but if you can capture that, you know, that energy, I, I, I look back to the old songs a lot and just think about, you know, Wrecking Crew or coma or to think of the energy that was in those songs you know that was like uh and that's kind of what i try to get even on new songs so it's different riffs new material trying different things but still trying to kind of hold on to that it's fun it's just fun to do and then sometimes just to go with a few songs on a new record that just their left hand turns and some people will love that from the in an overkill world like they'll come on that little trip with us and other people are like yeah i don't know about that one but there's plenty of red meat in the other songs that they can chew on that for a while too so kind of making everybody happy the fans and me <laughs> awesome um some of the tracks on here i wanted to ask you about uh the surgeon uh that's that's a really that one kind of stuck out to me what can you tell me about that one uh that might have been the first song i did uh actually um, I just had that riff for a while sitting around that's one of those songs too that uh, you go on uh, that I think a lot of overkill people will, will gravitate to quickly because that's like a signature kind of overkill song it's you know it opens with a little bass riff uh, it kind of feels like you know that we have a lot of bass riffs and whatever through the songs um, the energy of it the solo in the part of it that's a very uh, Blitz did a great job on that one I think too the the vocal in that is it's like the old Ian Gillen vocals, you know, where it's just like a really chirp of lots of lots and lots and lots and lots of words, um, which he's great at. So uh, that one, that one is, uh, you know, a, if you look up Overkill in a dictionary, that's the kind of song that's going to come up. It's just like that's an Overkill song. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about the last track, Bag of Bones? That one is kind of the oddball on the record uh that one i went back and forth on that one because i love the riff and i was like wow this is really cool but is it 
does it fit with the whole record you know i'm still like an, an old guy that thinks in terms of the whole record instead of it's just 10 tracks you just happen to put them together you know because people don't listen to side a and side b and there's not that much of that going on anymore so i kind of went back and forth a little bit and then ultimately what i follow uh, my kind of my north star that i follow all the time to make sure that i'm okay is do i like it simple and selfish but it's like at the end of the day it was like i did i'm digging this rep i like this so i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with this one so um came together very quickly but i like those groove songs uh, i i like doing that sometimes and um the riff has got to be right uh, kind of all the way across the board but i thought that one uh, we put it kind of last on the record because it, it felt like it was a little different from the other song. So it was like, uh, rather than try and pack it in the middle, sure. uh, we thought it would be cool to kind of button up the record. Uh, and for the longest time before Blitz had a title, it was called Last One because it was the last song I wrote. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> so it's like, so it wound up making its way there too. Awesome. Uh, what about uh, Wicked Place? Well, that's. That's another one that um, I love doing those kinds of songs, like that bluesy, Sabbathy kind of swing. Uh, we've done that like forever, I, for as long as I can remember, because I really, really love that kind of thing. And surprising, the thrash, the thrash heads let us do that, you know, because it's um, you know the the thrash guys have a lot have a lot of rules. Oh no, that's to this or that's to this. Uh, but they've always let us do that. And I think that's one of the things that separates us from, you know, Exodus or Megadeth or Anthrax or any of those bands. Nobody else really in the thrash world besides us kind of does those swinging bluesy riffs like that. Um, so, and that's all that song is. It's just a big kind of chunky mid-tempo i like doing the mid-tempo songs too it's fun to thrash the room up you know it's like running into a bank with a machine gun that's fun but you know sometimes it's just fun to walk in slow with a bat over your shoulder and say you know i'm going to take this place out one piece at a time and uh so that's more like that just a big fun song to do for sure we'll be playing that one on tour for sure oh awesome awesome uh let's see uh won't be coming back one hmm that one is a more complex song for us there's a bunch of songs on this record that um kind of worked out to be a little bit more metal um not just straight ahead thrash and sometimes they're like metal riffs right next to a thrash riff and sometimes it's like a metal riff and a thrash riff all kind of mixed together in one big sack um that's just the way this record turned out for whatever reason but that that song had a little bit of everything, you know, had like a big sing-songy kind of chorus that people could latch on to, some thrash stuff, some metal stuff. Th those are really fun songs for me to write. Um, I like doing songs that are all over the map like that, and they keep changing and have different different feels throughout the whole thing. Sure. A whole record of that, probably not, uh, because like I was saying before, I, I like the red meat songs too. So sure. that's nice about having a 10, 12 song record is you get to try, you get to put on a bunch of different things and I can play wicked place and, and, um, 
and scorched and uh, the surgeon you could just kind of dance around bag of bones you can dance around from different kinds of songs and put them all together that's the fun part um what about uh twist of the wick that one really stuck out to me too yeah that a lot of people seem to be mentioning that one um you know that one kind of started as just like a you know that's the kind of song that i feel like i could write one a day they're just that one's just like open up let it all go and that's what comes out naturally even i mean that that i felt like that when i was 22 and i feel like that at 62 it's the same ah, you know <laughs> kind of a song but you try to develop it so it's a little bit more than just that and i think that's what we did with that we um it's kind of like a classy thrash song you know um i love this the the songs that feel like you would have written them in your garage when you were 25 sure on the, on the other hand, you don't want to have a song that's so basic and simple that it sounds like you wrote it in the garage when you're 25. Right. So uh, it's trying to kind of get both together, get the get the energy of that song, which I think that song has, and then do enough different things. The intro was pretty cool. The breakdown in the center of the song where we got some different orchestral things going on um, kind of pulled it all together. I love the soundtrack kind of stuff, too. I love being able to weave some of that into overkill. We don't do a ton of that, but I like when we do. It's fun. Incredible. Uh, what about Fever? That was Blitz's favorite when we were doing that. <laughs> Blitz always, he always kind of gravitates towards the ones that are really out fucking left field. Um, and that one's way out there, you know? Um, so that's a song. Again, you know, you're, I'm writing songs, I'm doing stuff. I'm just kind of looking for inspiration, looking for whatever. And so um, this song is just tuned way fucking down. You know, it's like, you know, we do a lot of songs like kind of a drop T D tuning, but this is, you know, just keeping the guitar where it was and dropping the E all the way down to an A. So I have two A strings and it's, you know, sludgy. You know, you, it just kind of forces you to play a different way. Sure. Um, we, did, we did a song a bunch of years ago called uh, God with this same kind of tuning um, 80 Cycles I forget what records huh? Necro Shine maybe that was tuned yeah, way so, yeah. down and uh, we really couldn't play it because the guitar won't stay in tune uh, that low but now with the technology the way it is you know there's pedals and different things you can do to kind of be able to pull it off um, I know the bass you know I could have played everything on my A string and had it being tuned but that didn't sound right so i was just whacking the bass i mean that string was just <laughs> spaghetti it was just, i barely could stay in tune could barely could barely touch the strings because it just breathed on it wrong and it, it was you know pitchy and out of tune so it took a little bit of time to kind of get it right in the studio but um again it has kind of that swinging bluesy groove and then tuned way down it's almost a lot of times with Overkill, what I like is that you can just kind of hear the music and go, oh, that's Overkill. You know, like right away, no. Just like from the guitars and the bass tone before Blitz even sings. And then as soon as you hear Blitz, you're like, oh, for sure, that's Overkill. Um, but that's the kind of song just because of the tuning and the way it was. But if you heard that song before Blitz started singing, you might say, what the hell is this? Right. And then as soon as, soon as you hear Blitz, you're like, oh, wow, okay. Because it's kind of outside our normal tones and 
but again I'm just trying to have fun and amuse myself and uh, <laughs> so that's just another another way to do it excellent what about going home that's kind of almost like the, the last one that you asked me about um, it has uh, a bunch of metal and uh, a bunch of thrash kind of mixed together there's that feels like a real songwriting kind of song, a um, little bit more epic-y kind of feeling. It's got the big big chorus in it. Blitz did a great job at that. Blitz did a great job on a lot of the songs on the record, I think he did. Uh, and he's just, uh, even his vocals on this one especially, just he sounds better than he ever has. He sounds I mean, great. I mean, it's amazing. And we're, you know, all our records are in 440. And it's like, I don't even know, you know, it's just standard tuning. I don't know how we can sing like that anymore, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he he killed it on that song. His vocals on the whole record, I think, sound really good. Um, but he did a great job. That's one probably that we'll wind up doing on tour too. There's a that was a, a fun song to write too. Is more like, but like I said, more like of a songwriting kind of song, kind of all over the place on that one. I don't know if you are, but I was going to say I think his vocals are so good on this album because the Devils are so dominant this year in hockey. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. Maybe because we had all that time off, or he's just feeling good, or just connected with it better. What? Whatever. It sounds great, man. Just, it's, yeah, you, it you, sounds uh, the best I can remember. You're all the most consistent thrash band. That was not a line of shit at the beginning of this. I've always thought you guys were. I mean, I growing up, like it's funny because you watch a lot of these bands fall by the wayside. You guys, I never have to worry about buying an Overkill album. And that's what I tell our listeners. It's like, you don't. Just buy the album. Just what? listen to it. It's. I mean, it's. you don't have to. It's overkill. Like, I mean. Uh, well, I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, that's. Uh, I feel like I'm the guy in the band and my job all the way across the board since since day one, since 1985, I'm in charge of quality control. That's, that's my major function in the band. And uh, so if I hear. You can count on us and the consistency there and the quality is, is there all the time. That's what I am always, always, always putting extra hours, extra time just to say that's not going to be good enough. Or that's not going to be good enough. This has got to bump up a level. That's what I'm always doing. Well, you've done an incredible, superb job over the years, and I can't thank you enough because it, 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 it's right. so great. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, you all were doing... And and forgive me for I, I can't remember the name of it right now off the top of my head, but you all were doing this tour festival thing for a while there. I loved it, and I attended a few different times when you guys were in the uh, Atlanta area. Um, what happened with that? Like I loved it. Like I remember the last time I saw you, you all had like a some type of bizarre band from like I want to say they were somewhere from Europe, and then you had. Uh, uh, forbidden, and you had, and of course, you guys were featured, and then it was just the cool Kill Fest, maybe. If I if, am I remembering that yeah, right? We, yeah, we did Kill Fest for a while. Um, it was incredible. What a great idea. If that was your idea, it was genius. Um, I think it was, you know, more we were kind of looking for just, you know, they always want to give their your tour a title, and we we're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, and then we like to put packages together. Of diverse things sometimes not sure if the fans are exactly seems like you are not sure if exactly if the fans are completely fans of us doing that sometimes it works um 
like I know we went out and did something with Symphony X, which yeah. is uh, you know they're local guys and great band, great many, band. Many years. Yeah, and we were like, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to work, but it's going to be our only chance to go on tour together. And so we had a lot of fun, and we kind of did that. And then we do, you know, we did another tour where we did something with Creator, and that's just you know kind of blood and guts between the two. Of oh us. sure. But then, but then we've done other things with. You know, where we would have like Forbidden or Prong, and then we'd have like Amorphous or Swallow the Sun sure. or, you know, some kind of alternate kind of band. The last tour we did uh, here in the States, um, we had a younger band open for us that was more like a, like a Rob Zombie industrial kind of thing. That was cool. You know, that some, maybe some of the old thrash heads are not going to be into, uh, but maybe they will be. You know, so uh, I think that's kind of fun to do sometimes. Yeah, you all were the last show that I saw before COVID happened. Because you all were touring like right as that shit was about to hit. Yeah, well, if you were in Atlanta, we did like, we were heading up the East Coast. I think we did Charlotte, maybe right after Atlanta, and that was our last show. Yeah, so I and saw, that, that was the last show I saw. Like, like, that's the last concert I've been to, so. Oh, okay, yeah, so. We haven't done that many since then. Uh, we're anxious to get this record to come out, and we're supposed to be, uh, like the day the record's out, we're on tour in Europe. Nice. Uh, we'll be out there with Exhorder and Heathen. Uh, oh, yeah, Exhorder so was who you were with when I saw you last time. Yeah, in the States. Yeah. So we said that they're good guys, great band. Sure. So we said, you know, let's take them, uh, let's take them and go out and do a European tour. So um, we're even talking about maybe doing something with them back in the States again. Uh, awesome. I think we're starting out on the West Coast um, later in the year. So excellent, excellent. Um, as far as that European tour, um, a lot of our audience here on Phantasm is European. Are y'all hitting a lot of great places over there? Or? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I love playing in Europe. It's always fun. Uh, I think we start our first shows in Germany, but a handful in Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, you know, Spain, the UK. Uh, so maybe one in Portugal, uh, Switzerland, you know, you go from one to the, I mean, it sounds like, wow, all these countries, but, you know, Europe is so small compared to the States. It's like, you know, you play in Pennsylvania, then you play in Jersey, then you play in New York, then you play in Buffalo, then, you know, it's just similar kind of thing. It's just in a different country. So, um, yeah, we're going to be... That probably won't be, I mean, we have festivals, some festival stuff lined up that we're going to be doing as well, and uh, some stuff in the, in the fall as again as well, so we'll be, like, as soon as the record comes out, we'll be making the rounds. Excellent, excellent. Is it hard at this point with such a vast catalog, is it hard to put a set list together now? Uh, yeah, you know, it's... You could be totally selfish on the set list and just say, we're playing what we want. Um, but, you know, it's... I know I know. for me as a fan, uh, like, I would love to do eight songs off the new record. I just don't think the fans would be into that. I know if I went to go see... Anybody, even a band I love, if I'm going to see Motorhead, and they were doing eight songs off their new record, I'd be like... You know, you really, you're going to leave out this, you're going to leave out this, you're going to leave out this so I can hear these new songs? No, you know. Um, so you kind of have to, I feel like you have to balance what the fan favorites are. Uh, and then we try to kind of have a, 
a mix. I mean, we can't even represent every record. We just have too many records uh, to make sure you get one off of each. So, you know, we'll try and... I know a lot of bands, too, do the multiple set lists all the time. It's like always mixing it up, always mixing it up. Sure. We have not done that, which might be a cool idea to do uh, with a bigger catalog and not to get bored ourselves. Um, that also requires a lot of rehearsal, uh, which is not our strong suit. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. I don't think that it's hard. It's it's just kind of looking over, like trying to even remember, like what the hell do we even do on the last tour? And you're like, okay, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of we'll get rid of these, and we'll kind of what about this? How does this work? You know, with the whatever it is six eight songs that everybody wants to hear make sure that we have them in there and then kind of rotate around it is it fun to ever like sit down and go i think i'm going to dust dust this one off from wfo or i'm going to dust this off of i hear black or i'm going to do you ever just pick a weird one there and just and just go yeah we'll throw that in yeah we we're always looking for at least one that it's like oh what the fuck so that the diehard guy goes, holy shit, they're playing this. <laughs> and everybody else in the room goes, I have no idea what fucking song this is. So we try to get one of those that we think will work. And sometimes I'll listen back through songs looking for one. And I'm like, I'll be listening to one going, oh, hell yeah, this is fucking great. And then the song kind of maybe gets into the middle part and kind of comes off the tracks a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's why we didn't play this song. It wasn't a 10. It was a... You know, so we went to this one instead. Um, but yeah, we we've dusted off ones in the past. I remember when we put in "Who Tends to Fire" off of uh, "Years of Decay." Oh, we haven't played that. that. We never played that, and that was like, what the fuck? So, but that was fun. And then we did um, "End of the Line," which was on. Oh, oh God, I forget. It was "Under the Influence" yep. again? A song we had never played, and they were they they worked great. And then. Uh, but then we've done other ones sometimes where we pop them out and it's like, nope, nobody uh, nobody knows this one or it's not so idiot-proofed that even if they don't know it, they're reacting to it. And so sometimes it doesn't work. And you just kind of get rid of that and just pull up another one. But it is fun to go back to the catalog and try and find things that'll work, you know, uh, sure. and try and get them into the set. I've got a fun question for you. So every Halloween, I have Erie Vaughn on our podcast. Oh, I haven't seen him forever. Okay, so so he mentioned to you this 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 past October that he had done some shirts for you guys. So I was just going to ask you what it was like doing stuff with Erie back in the day. Um, you know, he was he was friends with Bobby. Gustafson, our old guitar player. Uh -huh. So uh, that's why he'd be hanging around. He'd be at rehearsals. He'd be backstage at a show. And uh, I think Erie in the beginning like had a devil lock. And you know, I was I'm always <laughs> I've always been a huge Misfits fan. You know, um, so it was fun having him around. Uh, God, I haven't seen, I haven't heard that name or or seen or thought about him in God thirty years maybe. Or so, so, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he was cool. It was, it was fun having him around. I don't remember him making us shirts. Yeah, he um, said he had made shirts for you because he, he was talking about when he was doing photography for for the Misfits, right? Like yeah, when you guys, I'm talking. That. I think, and again, I don't know what time period this would have been, but he had. He was like, "Yeah, I made shirts for Overkill," and it was funny because I know he's a Jersey guy, like like you guys, and yeah. 
So it, it was just a fun thing that just kind of came up, and I was like, if I ever get to talk to Dee Dee, you know, and I was just thought I'd just throw that in there because I thought it was fun, but. We might have, because I remember, you know, back in the early days, we used to screen print our own shirts. We had, we'd like, whatever, the week leading up to the show, we'd buy black t-shirts and, you know, you'd pull the screen across the thing and we'd have t-shirts hanging all over the basement, drying, and that's what we would sell at the shows. We didn't have any money to have somebody print that. You know, they wouldn't print you like 50 shirts. It'd be like, you know, you want 400? It's like 400. Are you kidding? You're never going to sell that. So... It's possible that, you know, Erie had a way to do that, so we were getting some shirts from him, or I can't really remember. But that sounds right to me. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, um, what about the cover art for Scorched? It's awesome. All you got That's another one. Kids, you go look at any Overkill record, they always deliver on the covers, too. So tell us about the cover for Scorched. Well, that's a guy, uh, Travis Smith, who's done all of our covers since... Oh, God, since... Man, a long time ago. Like, maybe since Necroshine. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like for a, a long, long time. And he's unbelievable. Everything he touches is just uh, really, really good. And um, he's to the point now where he's done so many covers for us that as, you know, maybe I don't speak to him for a year, year and a half, he's put aside images and things that he thinks will work for us that he's accumulated through the year. He'll just see something and goes... Oh, I know Didi and uh, Overkill guys will be digging this. So um, there, there are times when there are times when we have something specific, like we're thinking this, we're thinking this. Uh, we throw them some ideas, or we, or we have uh, like we we know what the title is going to be, and that that'll kind of develop some ideas. Um, but he's he's just the best. He's just great. And the nice thing is that you see things kind of uh, progress. Like if we ever put out what the first draft looked like and then the final cover, it's it's a long, long arc. Oh, wow. Uh, sometimes it starts with me just uh, drawing, like sketching something. And I'll send it to him and I'll just be shaking his head going, all right, I get it. But what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but he gets it now. you know. So sometimes it starts with that. Sometimes it'll start with he's just got a sketch or even just some very basic shape or whatever that will start to go from there. And I have a good relationship with him as far as going back and forth and back and forth through a bunch of different things. Um, and I think he almost feels like, remember how Derek Riggs did all the uh, Iron Maiden covers like sure. for a long, long time, right? Yeah. I think he kind of feels like that, like I'm the overkill guy. I'm the guy that does overkill bats, all the incarnations of Charlie Abat, all of that. He's like, you know, I'm the guy for that. He, I think he takes some pride in that, too. Uh, so we love him. Love him. Man. Loved working on the covers with him. And all our covers, we pretty much love. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, for the production and mix of uh, Scorch, did you all do anything different with that this time? Or was it status quo? Or um, The recording part of things... It was usually pretty similar for the last long, long time. But okay. Again, because of COVID on this sure. one, uh, we never got to play. So um, usually it starts, I'll, I'll make a demo. I'll demo up all the songs, you know, drums, everything. I'll send it out to the guys. Everybody learns it. And then we get together in a room and we'll start playing it. And 
to make, well, well, maybe we should make this faster or maybe we should take that part out or why don't we do this part twice or whatever. We kind of do that kind of thing when you get in a room because once the amps are cranked up, it feels a little bit different. Uh, but we didn't get a chance to do that on this record. So I thought it might be a little weird, but I don't feel that when I listen to the final mix. It feels organic and I think it's just because we've all gotten good at that everybody has their own home studios and we've just gotten good at working like a lot of musicians not just us so many people are good at working remotely now uh, and when you have a lot of like you know the guys have all been in the band now 20 years uh, you know Jason not as long but you know he's a 20-year pro so um, all that went pretty smoothly and then we had Colin Richardson uh, to mix and you know to me, anything he touches sounds great. I don't oh, care yeah. what band it is. Yeah, so he's, um, so, you know, was that, can't, can't go wrong with that. Was that the first time you all had worked with him? No, no, Colin did, um, Colin did Under the Influence, not Under the Influence, he did From the Underground. Okay, he did From the Underground. Yeah, he did Killbox, he did Bloodletting, I think we did those three with him. So it's like we did, a familiar face to bring back into the band to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for sure. And because we tried some different people, last record we did with uh, Zeus, and that was cool and that was fun. The one before that we did with Andy Sneap, and we've known him forever. It's great. Uh, Andy's great too. Um, so yeah, Colin was. We we're used to working with him, and we knew he was great, and uh, you know, pretty happy with the results as usual. Excellent. With working with Colin. Awesome. Um. So Blitz is a big Devils fan. Are you guys Jets fans as well? Oh hell, fucking no! Okay, we are Giants. Uh, no, uh, Giants. Giants fans. Yes, Giants. Oh, there it is. Awesome. Giants fans. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. So, are are you a Devils fan like Blitz as well? I am not a hockey fan. Not a hockey fan. I don't, okay. I don't. I don't know the first thing about it. I know he is, but whenever we go on the road, he's always like, <laughs> got the hockey game on, got the hockey game on. It's like, I don't know. Gotcha. First thing about hockey. So Giants for you, and then what about what about baseball? Mets. Oh, yeah. You're Mets all loaded. Whoever, for the Mets and whoever is playing against the Yankees, those are my two favorite teams. <laughs> My co-host is 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 from New York, and he's a big Mets fan as well. So, uh, okay. y'all look dominant as hell. Vegas has got y'all, you know, way up there to win the World Series. So that's uh, yeah. Well, we just lost our closer for the year, so that's uh, that's kind of a punch in the gut. But you know, season hasn't started yet, so let's let's see where it goes. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, right right now, I'm like I'm like a huge Giants. And just a football fan. Even now, it's not football season is over. I'm watching the draft. I'm getting ready for the draft. I was just watching this morning the Packers Cowboy game from 2012. It's just I just like football. Uh, so I, I had, even when we're on the road, uh, guys used to come in my room, and um, I would have I would have discs of the Giants season, and I just have it on on the computer. Oh shit! Over there, yeah, and it'd be like whatever a game from 19 whatever, you know. Um, it just reminds me of home, especially when I'm on the road, like a football game in the thing and making some macaroni over there. It just, I just like the football game on. So I'm always just a, a huge football fan. Incredible. Yeah, I'm, I am too. I, 
I'm I'm a Bucks fan. We just you know Brady retired, so now I get to go back to us being dog shit for 20 years or 30 years. Well, you know, I, I you know I like Baker Mayfield a lot. I, I I think he's a really good player, and I think he's going to do okay there. So I guess I guess we'll wait and see. Um, you guys are loaded, though. I mean, the Giants have gotten all kinds. Y'all got that tied in from uh, the Raiders and uh, yeah, Wallard. That a, Wallard that a, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good pickup, a really good pickup, yeah. I think. And, uh, you know, got the draft coming up, and I just I keep reading about Odell coming back. I was like, I just can't see that one happening. But um, but I, then I heard about Odell Beckham going to the Jets yeah. to play with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And the Jet, Aaron Rodgers on the Jets is really weird, too. It's weird, but, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. You know, the years, uh, Giants got a little bit better. Looks like Philly has gotten worse. Which is good. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and, and, and it seems like they've lost a lot of players. So uh, we, I guess we'll just have to see. That's what's fun about sports, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Didi, I can't thank you enough for doing this, man. I'm a huge fan. Kids pick up Scorched from Overkill. Uh, go yep. listen to all their more stuff. more weeks now. Yeah, man. It's about to come out in April. Uh, April 16th, I believe. Is that right? 14th. 14th. April 14th, April Scorched. 14th. Yep. Overkill. Buy it, listen to it, go see them on tour, buy merch, go say hi to them. Dude, I love you guys. You're the best the best thrash band for your money, the best thrash band on the planet. And I've been a fan since Under the Influence. And just a huge fan, man. I, I, the Horoscope album, for whatever reason, is is it's my favorite record. I, I don't know if that's weird, but that's, that's the one I go to the most. I don't think so. A lot of people say that about Horoscope. I think that was right when... Kind of thrash metal was maybe its most popular, and that that was that's that was our biggest selling record. So I think I have a lot of people that kind of found the band then, or was a fan of the band, and that was like their favorite. And then just we've had them since. Like that was a record, and I've been a fan since. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to get out on the road. Appreciate you having me on here, and uh, now I'm going to go back in the studio and noodle around with some more shit. Dude, thank you for this. Seriously, it means the world to me, man. Good luck with everything. The new album kicks ass. Hope we can chat again sometime. This was awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll be in Atlanta sooner or later, so maybe I'll see you then. Absolutely, sir. That'd be awesome. Cheers. See you. Bye. You bet. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it.